Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Hallelujah. Please take your seat this morning in the presence of God. Amen. Glory to God. Let me smite your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, are you excited to be in church this morning? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, let's go into God's words. Like you can see today is church unusual. So you would have seen all kinds of dressing. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, it's, it's okay to start saying Merry Christmas. So please help me to your neighbor to the left and to the right and tell them Merry Christmas to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Proverbs. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 25. We'll take two readings this morning. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25. And Luke 6 38. Proverbs 11 24 to 25. And we'll take Luke 6 38 this morning. Like we all know, our contemplation for this month of December is bountiful harvest. And we are talking about kingdom giving and soul winning. Praise God. Proverbs 11 24 to 25. It says, Can we read together? All right, let's read together. One, two, ready, read. Gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. 25. Read that again. Read that again. All right. Can we have the message translation? Message translation. Message translation from 24. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Are you ready? One, two, read. Did you see that? It says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. says the world of the I love that word stingy the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller 25 25 the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed those who help others are, are helped. Let's read Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. Are you ready? One, two, ready, read. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, 
shaking together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you lord we ask that you would anoint your word this morning speak to us in the name of jesus let the entrance of your word give light and give understanding to our hearts in the name of jesus we give you all the glory and all the praise in jesus precious name we are prayed please um show proverbs 11 24 and just leave it there praise god proverbs 11 24 the world of the generous grows larger and larger praise god so last sunday we talked about you know the importance of giving the tithes and we explained that the tithe simply means the 10 percent okay so if god bless you with one million naira your tithe is a hundred thousand naira amen if god blesses you with one billion how much is your tithe how much is your tithe praise god there's 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 something that you'd always see with me every time my staff knows it's a calculator i carry it with me anywhere i go to praise god so you can so god would bless you so much that you need calculator ah i said god will bless you so much that you will need calculator to divide and multiply in jesus precious name can you say a loud amen to that so i carry my calculator in anticipation <laughs> of great things glory to god the kingdom of god has a structure the kingdom of god has a structure the word kingdom is from two words king and domain so when we say kingdom of god what we are saying is that is the king's domain and you and I know that Jesus is our king. Since the heads he has given to the sons of men, praise God. So Jesus or God has a domain. So the kingdom of God is not the same as the kingdom of men. So in the kingdom also, there are what we call modus operandi, okay? that's how things are done so in the kingdom of god there are also modus operandi there are things that god has laid down for us to follow if we would thrive in this kingdom glory to god say so glory to god the kingdom of god the structure is so important that if you follow the structure laid down by god's word prosperity will be your friend it's just a matter of time your prosperity or your being rich because the word rich is not the literal based on god's word the word rich in god's word means to have full supply so when the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, it's not saying necessarily that that person has some money, you know, stacked up somewhere. What it means is that when you need it, it shows up. 
So if I need to pay my house rent, all right, it shows up. It means I am rich. If my house rent is five million naira a year, can I say amen to that? You are not saying amen. Hmm. Okay. So it means that it may be time to pay the house rent and I may not have that five million in my bank account. But I am blessed when I am able to pay that rent even though I don't have the money stacked up somewhere. Somebody say amen to that. So he says the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. So when you are rich in God, it means you have full supply. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So the kingdom of God has the structure. And this is the structure. 25, 25, 25. Verse 25. It says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help, go to 24 again. Go to 24 again. Let me have the KJV or the new KJV. Oh, glory to God. It says, there is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right. So, it's okay to withhold. And that's where savings comes into place. It's only a fool that spends everything that he earns. It's only a fool that justifies that the reason he cannot save is because he's not earning enough. I know when, when I'm saying this, when we hear things like this, we argue in our minds and say things like, you don't understand. The question is, do you want to come out of the situation that you are in? So there's one who scatters yet increases more and there is one who withholds i like the one that says unduly but it tends to poverty so in god's kingdom this naturally does not make sense okay it should be that there is one who scatters yet he does not have naturally speaking because he scatters abroad is cut as he's giving the bible says he increases more the one who is withholding who ordinarily should have the bible says he did not say that he would not have he said that he is tending towards poverty so if you're here you are withholding more than is necessary the end point of such person is poverty and you can tell that you are tending towards that line with your current life you can tell except you won't deceive yourself you can tell that the way you're heading is towards poverty because you are withholding more than is necessary somebody say amen to that amen. glory to god now let me say this the people of the world understand how this thing works and even though they don't believe in tithing and all of those things, they are still blessed because they understand the concept of giving. Why do you think people do give away? Why do you think, you know, the Muslims 
do what they call what do you call it? Sarah. Saka. Thank you. Say, own your Saka. It means that they will tell you that if you're going through some certain things, go and start sharing to people. Because the concept of giving is a universal concept. And it works for anyone who takes advantage of it. This is not a function of religion. Even those in the secular do it. That's the whole idea of CSR. When you give back, when you understand that to be blessed, you have to give. Glory to God. Number one, I want to share a few things. Five things about giving. Number one, giving breaks the hold of poverty. You can see that from the scripture that we read. There is no way you can come out of poverty without being a giver. If you are constantly experiencing financial struggle in your life, check your giving. Because the Bible says there is one that gives, yet that person increases. If you don't get blessed financially by other people, maybe in the last one year or in the last six months, all the monies you have spent are monies that you worked for. Check your giving. Because the way life is designed, you are not just meant to spend only the money that you earn. People must give to you. And the only way you can activate that is by you yourself becoming a giver. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So giving breaks the hold of poverty. Number two is that you don't give because you have. You give so that you can have. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. Now listen to this. Very important. One of the mistakes that those who probably receive from those that give, alright, is that they think that those who give, give because they have a lot. Those who give, give because they probably understand the blessing that comes with giving. Or probably they've been on the hand of receiving. And they know that it is difficult. Alright? Life can be difficult. Okay? So because of that, they have an understanding. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Let me give you an example. I've been a full-time pastor before. I've been a full-time pastor that does any, that does no other thing apart from being a full-time pastor. So what you, what you earn is what the church pays you. We had not started this church then. So whatever I earn is what the church gives me. Praise God. So when God, you know, transitioned me and then I began to walk and began to earn more than maybe what I would have gotten from my pastoral work. My heart usually goes out to people who are, to pastors who are in full-time ministry, who have no other stream of income. As a matter of 
fact, I make it a point of duty that as the Lord blesses me, I reach out to some of these people that I know personally and I bless them. Because I've been there. I know what it means to be relying on church members for your next meal. I understand the pressure that comes with that. So I reach out to them out of my bowel of mercy. Not because I have, but because I understand that this is a tough and difficult place to be. And not because they don't want to do other things, they don't want to do business, or they don't want to maybe start a job or something. Maybe they are not just wired like that. Glory to God. So you understand that those that give is not because they have. So the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. That should be Acts 20.32. It's more blessed to give than to receive. 2025 actually, I think. So you, you know that you, you just don't have a choice because you've been in that place. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You know, there are people who have entitlement mentality. People that you send money to and they say you do not put charges. Are you in church this morning? Are you in church this morning? Are you hearing, Pastor? You don't give because you have, you give so you can have. The next one is that what you give to is a reflection of where your values are placed. What you give to is a reflection of where your values are placed. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So if you print out your bank statement, which every one of us should do from time to time, you will be amazed at how wealthy you are. You will be amazed at the amount of money that have gone through your hand. I'm telling you, even though you're not working, you don't have a job, but you'll be amazed at the amount of money that has passed through your hand in the course of the year. So if you print your bank statement and what you spent most of your money on is data, what it means is that that is where your value is placed. You just want to have data. If you print your bank statement and there is no way in your bank statement that speaks of investments, all right, that all your bank statements, what you spend most of your money on is to eat at mega chicken. What it means is that that is where your tummy is your priority. If you have a girlfriend or you are married to somebody, let me use girlfriend, praise God, and then you check your bank statements and 40% of your salary went to nurturing that relationship. What it means is that that is where your value is placed. And hey brother, you are heading towards poverty. If you print your bank statements and you say, wow, 
all the money that you've spent is to fix your car what it means is that that your car is your priority i don't even have a car company because some of these things we, we don't even try to check them to see how we are doing there are people that have never made any investment in their entire life and they've been working for two years three years four years five years there's what they call in economics there are three motives for holding money the first one is speculative the next one is transactionary then the last one is what precautionary for unforeseen circumstances so let's uh, let's assume that you're going to work right now you have a flat tire or you bashed your car god forbid or your wife calls and say gas has finished at home but the things that embarrass people in this Lagos is within 20 and 30k range. Do you agree with that? <laughs> glory to God. I said, Glory to God. So, what you give to is a reflection of where your values are placed. Check your bank statements. How much have you given to God this year? The one who has preserved you, who has kept you, who because of him is why you are still alive. You don't pay for the oxygen that you breathe in, and the carbon dioxide that you question how much have you given to him this year? The one that gave you your job that you have then you come here on Sunday Thanksgiving and dance and dance and dance and dance how much in your bank statements what position is God glory to God the next one number four you cannot outgive God you cannot outgive God there are some of us who think that some monies are too are too big to give god it's because you don't understand how these things work i believe that any born again child of god who understands that god is their source must have a goal to give god their first million you must have such goals you must have such aspirations you may not have it now glory to god that must be it must be a goal for you that i mean a couple was sharing with me how that they were trusting god to give their first their first 10 million and then they were so excited to give it to god glory to god said glory to god you cannot have give god because there is nothing that God, imagine that God says, ah, this boy, I've been protecting him too much. Ah, 
let me let me just let me just go and break the bible says he never sleeps nor slumber he's always on your case he's always looking out for you in fact he has tattooed you on the palm of his hands oh glory to god thank you jesus types of giving number one giving of tithes and i spoke extensively about that last week sunday i want to encourage you to please get that message i don't want to flog that to death praise god number two is giving of offerings in the church first corinthians 16 2 first corinthians 16 2 first corinthians 16 2 glory to god it says on the first day of every week each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So we must understand that our worship offerings is a part of our responsibility to God. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17. Say three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord, your God, at the place he will choose, at the feast of the unliving bread, the feast of weeks, and the feast of tabernacle. No man should appear before the Lord empty-handed. So, as a child of God, as a responsible child of God, you must have what I refer to or what my spiritual parents taught us, praise God, to be minimum offering level. You must have a minimum offering level. In other words, what you have decided based on how God has blessed you to be giving every time you show up in church. And I have mine. My wife also he has has praise God so you must and it must be predetermined that I'm going to give God this amount of money glory to God let me go to that first Corinthians 16 um, um, 2 again glory 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 to God hallelujah praise God first Corinthians 16 2 the next verse 3 that when I arrive, I give letters of introduction to men who approve, sent. This is not what I'm looking for. Let me just proceed. Praise God. So you must have a predetermined offering level. Minimum offering level. That you know what? This is what I'm going to give God. And sometimes, you may not even have it. But you see, God somehow, if you commit to it, God will make it happen for you glory to god and it must be in proportion to how god has blessed you it's yeah it says each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the lord your god has blessed you this is so important and i want to stay stay here it says each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the lord your god has blessed you so your giving, your worship offering must be in proportion to the way the Lord has blessed you. In the Bible, you read the story of the woman 
who gave a widow's might. And the Bible says that's so remarkable that Jesus sat by the offering basket. Please show me that scripture, please. Jesus, your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, please show me that scripture. The Bible says Jesus sat at the offering basket to see what everybody was putting inside the offering basket. Jesus is a gangster. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> you didn't see it. Let's read from verse 40. Verse 40. See, they devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished more severely. Verse 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins what only a fraction of a penny next verse calling his disciples to him jesus said i tell you the truth this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others now listen to me and listen very well what determines that you are giving a good offering is not what you give it's what you have left after you have given so in the first verse the bible says the rich guys they came and they threw large amounts so in the sight of the people in the sight of those who were observing like wow that guy gave a lot but this woman who gave a widow's minds jesus considered her to be the best giver so if i have for example maybe if I, if I hand maybe 100k okay and I give I decide that my offering will be 1k that's great right is that great but somebody who is any 10k in a month is giving that same 1000 naira who gave more sorry who gave more are you here I said are you here glory to god said glory to god are you angry already the next one the next type of offering is what they call prophet offering prophet offering prophet offering matthew 10 42 this is what you give to your pastor or spiritual leader and everyone should attempt to do this from time to time as the lord blesses you as the lord increases you those who labor over you in spiritual things you must bless them you must give to them your leader your pastor even if you think they don't need it still give to them because when you do that you're commanding the windows of heaven to be opened over your life there's a reward that comes with that you should not be that kind of a member who is constantly taking from the pastor it is an abnormality for you to be taken from your pastor in the way that god designed it the bible says the less is blessed of the better i hear you what i'm saying this morning this is god's word 
Glory to God. The next one, number four, is, is first fruit offering. Exodus 23, 16. Unlike the tithe, this is not compulsory. And it must be based on individual's conviction. Okay? As you are led by the Holy Spirit. And the first fruit is the first and the best. The first and the best. That was what Abel gave. The first and the best. Glory to God. You know, there are people who argue that, you know, when you're about to enter the new year, your first fruit is your, your first salary. Well, that's debatable. Praise God. But you see, whatever you do must be based on conviction. Because it is that conviction that makes it work. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Praise God. So we have the first fruits. Number five, we have seed sowing. Seed sowing. Seed sowing, which could be financial or material. You can sow seeds. Sow seeds people's lives. You're trusting God for a car. You can sow a seed to that effect. You're trusting God for something that is bigger than you. You can sow seed for that. You see that in Psalm 126, verse 6. You can sow seeds. Praise God. You can sow your car as a seed. You can sow a land as a seed. It's a seed to, God, to the Lord. In Acts, the New Testament, the Bible says they brought all that they had. It was a divine instruction. So seed sowing must be an instruction. Praise God. I said, praise God. They brought all that they had and they came to lay it at the feet of the apostles. One of the things I'm ever thankful to God for is that I'm not a pastor that relies on members' tithes and offering. I give God the glory for that. Praise God. So if, I, if I'm saying this to you, I'm not saying it because I need it. I will never get to a place in my life where it is church members I'll be waiting for because I work with my own hands. But you should have understanding that this is the word of God. Because every giving is a form of honor. So if you sow into the life of your pastor, you are honoring that pastor and you draw grace from that giving. I remember many years ago, I've shared this before, the very first card that we had, that was ours, was a gift. That's what they gave us. We had gotten married, you know, PM got pregnant, amen. And then there was no car, we used to trek to church and all of that. And then we, we, we thought within ourselves that, how do we even, you know, get a car? We knew that there was no way. How can a pastor, full-time pastor, PM was not Jennifer of the Johnsons or of anything. She was in my house. She was a copper. I married her as a copper in my house. You get what I'm saying? So she was a copper. And they were paying them maybe 18000 or something. I was earning 60000 And it was before I got married to her, okay? After I got married to her, that my salary doubled. Before I got married to her, I was on 30000 So how would I get a car? You to reason it. <laughs> so we said that, you know what? We are going to sow a seed. And I remember I traveled from Ibadan 
I came to Lagos to see my spiritual father, Pastor Victor Adeyemi, with a seed of 20,000 naira. PM, we, myself and Pierre, we believed God for this 20,000 naira. The day I got this 20,000 naira, we were dancing. We were dancing. Ah, Lord, thank you. 20,000 naira. Ah, Lord, we thank you. Because we understand how these things work. And then I brought that city Lagos. We used to do it then. We still do it now. So we will write what we are trusting God for in a sheet of paper and put it in the white envelope. Okay? And then, you know, we take it to our spiritual father. And then we kneel down for prayer. You see, when you know that your life depends on that prayer, your amen will be loud. He has not started praying. I've started saying, Amen. <laughs> With tears. Thank you. As he was praying, I was crying. Because you knew that after you saw the sea, you just say, Dad, I don't know if you can help me with transport to go back to Ibado. Because you just imagine going to the park to go and sow a seed. You know that you cannot take out of the money. You just have to. You, oh God, you guys are enjoying. I remember, I don't want to bore you with, with stories. But you see, the power of seed. Seeds never die. Seeds never die. Except a corn of wheat falls down to the ground that dies. It abides alone. The day that we got the car, oh boy. She just put to bed in December. We came back to Jeffrey. Jeffrey will be 10 years, by the way, December. 10 years ago, she just put to bed in December. And I told her, I said, the car is going to come before you put to bed. He said, yes, I believe. Foolish faith. Whatever I told her, she always believed. Said, the car will come by December. She said, I believe. We're trusting God. Confessing. Write that confession. The car comet in the name of Jesus. The car comet. Jeffrey came. The car did not come. And then we're having seven days of prayer and fasting or something. Seven days of glory in January of 20, 2014. 2014. And we're just in church. You know, I had done my work. I was church administrator full time. Making a fool of myself anyways. So, after the prayers, he just told me in the home that somebody, you know, Blessed you with the car. Odin Timoto. A whole car. Ah, the car that I had before then, the car was driving me. It was the day we went to carry PM. I went to carry PM in a parent's house that the engine knocked on the I'm not this is not this is Abby. Real life story. The day I was going to, I went to carry her from my house to carry her bags. We had not gotten married. The day I went to carry her bags, I drove to Abekuta. As I was coming, I got to somewhere close to uh, Omi, Apata Ibadan. That was how the engine knocked. <laughs> like I was. To call my friend Sam Nike, I said, Bro, please, I beg. Engine don't go. Then he now came, brought his car to tow the car to the mechanic. That car spent one year plus in that mechanic's place. One year plus. PM, in the month of two or three, let everyone be what? 
you know that there's a level you get to that your most dead number on your phone is your mechanic. You know that you are friends. So when somebody said that, you know that you are, your car is terrible. That the, his car was so terrible that his mechanic was part of his groomsmen. Because they, they, they were inseparable. They've established deep relationship. Your mechanic not be your friend in Jesus' name. Ah, what are you talking about? But we gave our way out of lack and poverty. I can tell you that. We gave our way out of lack and poverty. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. You understand. Praise God. The next one, give to the needs of the local church. You see any need in the church, you know, you can take it up. See, I noticed that we don't have this in this church. Take it up. Do that. Next one, give unused items and materials you have in your house. Luke 12, 15, the Bible says, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Don't be like our parents that they have clothes they have not worn in 15 years. They derive joy seeing the clothes in their wardrobe. So anything you have not worn for one year, you don't need it. Give it out. You open your wardrobe. You know, myself and PM does this a lot. We just, you know, give out things. Even the things that are really nice. I bought jackets worth over 100k. PM was asking me yesterday, I just said, I give it out. Say, oh, wow, okay. It's not a problem because it was now, I was now bigger than the thing. But some of you, 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 you can adjust it. Say, ah, with that here. There's one that scatters abroad, yet he has abundance. Some of you are too stingy. That is the reason why you are not blessed financially. You are too stingy. You are like Akagomi. You are too stingy. Ah, we want to buy something in church. Come and give. Ah, you know, eh? It's not me they are talking to. Ah, I know I'm standing up. Never embracing any opportunity to give. Sometimes when we raise seed in church, when we come out, most times we don't even have the money. But you come out by faith. God will meet you at the point of your faith. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Let me ask you a question. If God speaks to you that the car you are driving right now, you should give it out, what will you do? God spoke to Abraham. I, I, don't worry, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay. I, I understand. God said to Abraham, say, go and offer your son. In case you didn't hear me, in case you don't understand, say, your only son, not Ishmael, your only son. And guess what Abraham did? He carried that boy. I know if he had told Sarah, there would have been Christ in that house. If God asks you that that your salary, that your 13th month that you have been waiting for, let me shake tables now. Say, I want you to give it to the Lord. Say, ah, hey, come here. 
God, why not ask me something else? Say, no, God. I, and let me say this. The devil can never tell you to give. When you hear give, it is always God. As I'm preaching right now, some of you, God is speaking to you. You are saying, ah, no network, you know. <laughs> My spiritual grandfather shared the story of how that anytime, oh, ah, people in this world, though. He said that, he shared the story of how anytime he goes for an event, he said, he used to keep money in his left pocket. That is what is left. Very sharp man. He said in his right hand is what he can give. But the left is what is left. So he was in a meeting one day. And God spoke to him that give, empty your accounts. <laughs> and then <coughs> he emptied what is on the right. The God said, no, left. He said, ah, Allah. Ah, they got me eventually. But he gave it. But the problem is that most people, when they give, like I said last Sunday, they give out of compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. You must be excited giving it. So if you give grudgingly, he has no reward. You just wasted your money. I remember Grace Conference. Grace Conference. This past Grace Conference, God told me, empty all the money in your account. 325,000 that day. <laughs> I never said this openly before, but I'm just saying it because of what I'm teaching. <sighs> well, of course, I did it. And I've done several other ones. If you were to, you know the funny thing? Dr. K was preaching one that Sunday about somebody that you know that works with Toyota and all of those things. Do you know that the next day, supernaturally, I met that person? And I was in his office talking to him. There's more of us that what you have right now, you are too attached to it. That's why you are not really blessed. May you not withhold on unduly. Glory to God. Ah, there's a lot to share, but because of time, glory to God. Uh, wow. Uh, mm, okay, let me just try to rush this. Who you should give to? Number one, give to the poor. And the needy. Proverbs 19, 17, Proverbs 14, 31, Luke 12, 33 to 34. Give to your spiritual authority. 1 Corinthians 9, 11. Give to your brother and sister in Christ. Galatians 6, 9. James 1, 27. I'll just stop here because of time because we still have a lot of fun to have. Praise God. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? Father, we thank you for your word. We give you all the praise, oh God, because the entrance of your word has given light to our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. 
Come on, let's say, believe in amen to that. Put your hands together this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibeson podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeson or at GraceMadeNG.com.